Hello and welcome to the Right Constable and Scheme Client Spotlight. Today's guest is Jane Helm, founder, principal, and certified financial coach at Money Mentor Group. Welcome, Jane. I'm so happy to have you join us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to share more about what we do. Absolutely. So let's start with some background. Tell me about Money Mentor Group. Money Mentor Group was founded in 2015. And when people ask me about starting the company, I always say that my whole life led me to this career. I have my degrees in social work and psychology. And my background with money was one of struggle for a lot of years, finding myself in debt, not being able, well, not being willing or able to track my money. And then I landed, oh, years ago in the financial services arena, where I started learning how money works, but more importantly, observing clients in that genre. And I saw clients that were my age, about the same income, same number of kids that were already investing for their future, while I was stuck in tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt. And I also observed clients that were older, but had been putting money away for years, little bits at a time, and amassing what most of us would consider extreme wealth. So in addition to learning how money worked, I was watching people that were very successful with money by being very systematic about it. In that career, there's a lot of numbers talking about things like internal rates of return, time-weighted returns, alpha, all kinds of concepts like that. And that did not bring me joy, or it really wasn't what turned me on. However, meeting with clients and talking to them about their lives and their everyday money became a fascination. So I started taking behavioral finance classes and going to conferences on behavioral finance, and that is where I was set on fire. During the time in financial services, I realized that it didn't matter how much wealth people had accumulated, they still struggled with some very typical issues with their everyday money. And I knew that they needed someone like me to help them. So in 2015, I left a very lucrative career and took the leap of faith and started Money Mentor Group. So that's a little bit of our background. And in addition to starting Money Mentor Group, you're also an author. You co-authored My Money, My Wealth. Can you tell me about how that came to be? Sure. It was during the time that I was still in financial services, I was offered the opportunity to teach basic financial literacy to the Votech audience. And I knew that I needed my own materials. So that book was built out of a need. And it's generally, it's a workbook and it requires someone to facilitate it, but it covers topics that are pretty basic. Number one, how banks work. Most people at that age do not understand their bank accounts and what their rights and responsibilities are nor do they know how to track what's in their bank account because they didn't learn the way someone older like me did where we had a checkbook register. Um, they were just 
going in on their phones and saying, oh, here's my balance. So we talked about how bank accounts work, a lot of work around credit and debt, how basic insurance works, life insurance and property casualty insurance, the basics of investing and the basics of how retirement accounts work. The major part of that book always in each section talked about our emotions and behavior with each part of those lessons, because that is where we can make true change. So that book took many hours to put together. It is copyrighted and it's not in circulation for anyone to buy, but it's something that I use even now when I teach corporate financial wellness. So lots of money basics in there. I almost wish that that was a required class for, you know, senior year of high school so that kids were a little bit more prepared before they go off into the world. And I totally agree. I found those Votech students, some of them had taken a personal financial class in high school, but in the local schools and where where I started the business in Frederick, Maryland, it was an elective. So they had the choice of whether or not to take the class. And number two, I found out that the people that were teaching them those classes, they were good teachers, but they weren't money experts. So I totally agree with you. I think everybody should take a primer in how money works. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I noticed, a theme that comes up on your website is how to talk to your partner about money. And I think that this is fascinating because my husband and I got married when I was, you know, right about 30, 31 years old. And I already had very ingrained ideas about how I do things. And he had very ingrained ideas about how he did things. What do you see as the typical mistakes in talking money with a partner? I wouldn't quite refer to them as mistakes. We work with a lot of couples, and what we observe is that both people in a couple come to the relationship with a different money story um, and different money personalities. And I say that opposites attract, and that is true with how most couples approach money. So typically, I'll just, as an example, say that you might have one saver and one spender, and you both think each other is a jerk. Like, why do they want to spend so much? Why can't they stop spending? Or if you're the other person, why do they want to save so much? My gosh, you know? So would they come into the relationship? And certainly my husband and I didn't talk about how we were going to manage money before we got married because we were in love. It was just going to work out. And navigating those money personalities is, I think, the key to having harmony in your relationship with money. And the mistake most people make, I think, is looking at the numbers first, because we all bring a lot of emotion to the numbers. And if we can take a step back and get to know each other and ask questions like, how did you grow up with money? What did your parents do? Did they talk to you about money? What did you learn from them? Or what would you do differently than your parents is a really good question. And also coming together and talking about what you both share in terms of values. Maybe it's things like travel or education or self-improvement or education for your children. If you can start agreeing on what you value 
and then talk about how your money can help support those values, then we have a new starting point where then we can get into the nitty gritty kind of from the back end. Really good questions. I know we had a, a lot of discussions about how important travel was to me and how expensive he thought it was. <laughs> right. You know, and that's so true. And that's where you can start with compromise. If if he knows you value travel and he's like, you want to spend how much, right? Then maybe you can say, well, we'll fly this flight instead of that flight or stay here instead of there. But you still both can feel like you have a voice in that decision. Great tips. Mm-hmm. Curious, when it comes to kind of the world that we're living in right now with the impact of COVID, have you observed a change in terms of people's mindsets around money? Absolutely. It was so interesting in the past year. We're all about money mindset at Money Mentor Group. Number one, I just want to say that until we work on your mindset and your behavior with money, anything else we do, like putting together a debt repayment plan or a personal saving and spending plan, isn't going to stick until we get to that mindset. So I just want to put that out there. But with COVID, a lot of people were making more money than they were when they were working. So we saw two different, very distinct camps, if you will. And one camp was of the mindset that we're going to take this extra money and start paying down that debt and putting it in savings. The other camp was almost the opposite, where we saw some overspending that was almost historical because they were bringing in more money than when they were going to work every day, especially with the stimulus checks. That's where we saw the disparity in how people were managing it. So quite an interesting behavioral observation that we were making, both with our clients and just out talking to people about how it was affecting them. Oh, absolutely. That is fascinating. I know when we received the first stimulus check and we had just canceled all of our vacations, we decided to do some improvement on the outside of our house. And when we did that, you know, we found that everybody had that same idea and that people were, you know, just booked up with the amount of services that they had people interested in, which was, I think is a, a nice way to spend the money is, is a little bit of improvement there. Right. Well, we were all spending a lot of time at home and we start looking around like, oh, I really don't like this about where I live, <laughs> where when you were working out of the house, it didn't bother you so much, right? Exactly. So the home improvement field really took off. I know that I have a, my brother works in a home improvement store and they were swamped. They just could hardly keep up with demand. So we decided, I think, as a society that our homes were even more important in a different way. The aesthetics or how the house worked for us or setting up a workspace even where you could have privacy or you know, just making it feel better since we're spending so much time there, right? Absolutely. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. For my final question, I always like to ask, you know, you, you started this company, you founded this company. What do you find most rewarding about having Money Mentor Group? Well, I say that transformed people transform people. My own personal transformation with money 
drove me to want to do this for other people. And when I have the success stories I've had with clients and they've transformed their whole approach to their everyday money, they feel confident. They are a year later still sticking to a program and they come back to me and thank me because I have saved their marriage even. I think that is the most rewarding part of the career is really those intimate relationships because when I know your money, I know you, right? But keeping those relationships and just being the part of that transformation for their lifelong change. That feeds my social work degree and it feeds my psychology degree, you know, that background that I started with decades ago. So it really feeds my soul and keeps me going. That's wonderful. Thank you, Jane. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today on the Right Constable and Skiing Client Spotlight. And I really enjoyed learning more about Money Mentor Group. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much. 